Welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast with Joshua Latimer, where we discuss business, life, family, faith, struggle, fire, pain, and ultimately winning. It's time to take massive action. Look, I, I can't work harder on your life or business than you do. It's ultimately all on you. You know, God created all the food the birds would ever need, but he doesn't put it in their nest. You've got to go get it. 10 out of 10 people die. So how about doing something today that actually matters while you still can? Hey, my friends, welcome to the Quick Talk Podcast. How the heck are you? I'm doing awesome, in case you were wondering. And today, you're going to be doing even more awesome than whatever you already were because I'm joined by someone I've been tracking down and harassing, trying to get to come on the podcast for about a year. And he's a young man named Riley. Riley is not your average kid, okay? When he was 13 years old, he says that his life kind of changed forever on a flight. He was flying uh, from Texas to Colorado, and he decided to make a major pivot. He quit uh, a a soccer, uh, classic division soccer, like most normal 13-year-olds would do, and he he began to pursue entrepreneurship like full force, like head on, right? So from that point going forward, he read 44 books in three years. He started an auto detailing business to make money, and he invested eight to 10 hours a day learning to program. The kid writes code. It's amazing. He also races uh, (laughs) go-karts, which is pretty cool, or shifter carts. And he joined a public speaking club. He got second place in a competition out of 65 other crazy maniac kids that want to learn public speaking. He left high school after his freshman year to finish school online with a focus on technology and entrepreneurship. And check this out. He, he's, he's the founder of a software company already. It's called Schedule Talk. We're going to talk about it on here. I can't wait. I love meeting young entrepreneurs. Riley, how the heck are you? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me on, Josh. Super excited to talk to you. So tell us a little bit of why you are the way you are. What is going on in your head? How, how are you so driven and focused and ambitious? And what keeps you going? And what are you 17, 18 years old, 16? How old are you now? 17. 17, 17 right now. Okay. Yeah. Tell us about so yourself. So it, it didn't always it didn't always start uh, with me being so passion driven. And I guess in a way, I was always super passionate about soccer, but it wasn't always towards business. That was I only really started getting going in business around that 13 years when I was 13 years old and I was on that plane. And we can talk about that more later, but it was always kind of a path taking, I was always walking through the soccer field and then all of a sudden something clicked and we can talk about that. Yeah. What clicked? What happened? So when we were flying or it was more when we were coming in to land, I saw all these homes on the mountain and I don't know what it was, but it was kind of like it clicked and I knew I wanted to have something like that. And from then on, I don't completely remember the scenario, but my parents told me I was really quiet on the way to our hotel or wherever we were staying. And after that, I was super driven to figure out what I wanted to do next, whether it was auto detailing where I started or moving on to software. And I never really thought I would get into software. My parents always thought that would be more my brother's thing because he's always 
been super passionate about playing video games or going to do something within technology. And after maybe about a year of auto detailing, that's when I really got into the software area. I started going through Team Treehouse, taking those courses. And after about a year, maybe just shorter than that, that's when I started developing small little programs to kind of dip my toe in the water in the software world. Did you have other friends your age or are you networked with other young people uh, that are interested in this stuff? I mean, your generation, there's like stereotypes, right? And stereotypes are kind of dumb in a way because you can't encompass everything. It's a blanket statement. But I think it's safe to say that what you're doing and your mindset, it's not normal. (laughs) So who... Yeah. Do you have friends? Yeah. Do you hang out with 35-year-olds instead? What's that look like? <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so a lot of my friends originated from me playing soccer. And those people that I got to know from a very young age, whether it was in preschool or somewhere in school, they're kind of the friends that stuck with me. Though they never really were in the software. They were never interested in software or building a business. So I was very different when I really got into that area. Um, But when I really started hitting the business side of things or the software side of things hard, that's when it got difficult with the friend side. Uh, Over the past maybe year, I've started to disconnect with a lot of those friends that I met from soccer or from school And I have about three that have really stuck with me. And they were the ones who I knew from a very young age. Uh, Only a few people who I met in school were actually kind of interested in technology. So it was a pretty big change when I changed from going out with friends almost every day to suddenly locking myself in a room and practicing my tech or my software or my programming skills and building those small little technology products. So it was, it was quite a shock to my friends when I abruptly started disconnecting from them and not hanging out with them as much anymore. So you realize it's crazy. It's crazy maniacs like you that wind up being billionaires and changing the world, right? You, you, you aware of that? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That was, that was always my goal becoming that the billionaire and I don't know it's over so I had always had kind of the goal of I wanted to own something awesome I love cars hence kind of the go the karting just because it kind of touches into that racing but my goals have kind of fluctuated at first like you just said I, I always had that extremely high goal where I wanted to hit the billion dollar net worth but as I'm kind of going through and working on the software side of things. I don't know. It's fluctuating a little bit on the net worth or what I classify as success. Yeah. And that's understandable. I mean, you're, you're still figuring out who you are and what you want to do and you have so much to look forward to. I think it's really interesting. And I also know just so the audience knows, I I'm friends with Riley's dad, great guy. His name is Jonathan. Uh, so I don't know. I also know because I know your dad that you were raised in a unique scenario too, right? 
you have a dad who's yep. very intentional and you know loves his family is has a lot of structure and discipline he's got his own successful companies how big of a role did it play in your mindset and who you are right now being raised by your mom and dad in the way that they are i'd probably say quite a bit so i he was probably the biggest introduction to technology that i had like i said i i didn't really have any friends that love technology like I do now. And my mom's not really into the technology side of things, but earlier on when I was playing soccer, she was a real motivator for the athletic side of things. Now I've kind of, now I'm taking a mentorship for my dad in terms of building the business, learning how to code, running a better business, things like that. So they're a pretty big pretty big contributor to what I'm doing, especially my dad in this part of my life where I'm really hitting the business side of things hard. Well, I'll tell you, every time I've ever talked to your dad about you, he just lights up, you know, and he starts starts telling me what you're doing. And I have five kids uh, myself. I remember when I was your age, Riley, standing in the driveway of my house, and I remember looking up at the sky thinking, am I going to have kids someday? Like, I wonder what they'll look like. Like I was literally, I yeah. remember thinking that, and now I have five, and it's like what? So <laughs> yeah, it's just so cool. It's such a big deal because we we want our kids to do awesome stuff. But you know, you're your own person, and you're your own yep. man, and you're going on your own path. You put in the work. What's fascinating to me is the the drive to put in that work, right? Because there's so many easy excuses. Well, I'm just a kid. No, I can just play soccer again, or I can go play games. But you're writing code for eight hours a day, which it's intense. It's a very complex thing to learn. Yeah. What drives you to do that? Is it really just, oh, I want to make a bunch of money? Is it just like a drug to you? It's just like it just gets you fired up. What's going on in your head when you're pushing through doing hard things? Yeah, so it's a little bit of a mix. So when I, if you're going to be doing something as frequently as I am, where I'm programming about eight to 10 hours a day, you really have to find something that you love to do. And like I said, technology was never my thing. So back when I was playing soccer, I would have never seen myself developing for eight to 10 hours a day. I would have been bored out of my mind. So it really comes down to finding that thing that you love. And that obviously could change based on what part of your life you're in. And another part of that is finding a motivation. So throughout, this is the same for my dad, my grandpa as well. A huge motivation for me is experiencing different cars. And kind of a joke that goes around is I dictate the travel that I want to do based on how frequently I'll see a cool car driving around. So those car instances are a huge motivator for me to keep pushing on through the difficult things and really hitting and really developing my skills to get to that high level. It, so it's a mix of finding what you love and then finding a motivator to push you through the difficult scenarios. Absolutely. So let's talk about your business then a little bit. And so is this business monetized? Are you in business? Is it making money already? Is it pre-launch? Where are you at? So it's up and running, but it's been, so this whole thing, I never really started this to uh, 
or originally when I started, I never really had the intention of publishing it or releasing it to the public to use. It all started as a project to really hone my developing skills, uh, such as programming and running a business and eventually customer service when I did release the product. But when I got started, or better said, when I got started, I wanted to really learn those software skills. And when I did release it, it is out there. Uh, and now that it is out there, I've changed kind of the goal. So like I said, it was a big learning experience. Uh, it's not currently making money. It's a learn. It's, uh, it's a total learning experience for me. So I'm learning marketing, customer service, like I said, developing, I'm learning the software side of things, everything in that aspect. Mm -hmm. so, do, do you have users using uh, Schedule Talk? I don't. So that's been a big challenge for me, finding that market that I really want to latch on to and finding those users that I really want to work with. So, well, let me ask you this. Take a couple minutes and explain okay. you know, what the product does, kind of what the vision was and who, it's, who you think it's for. Sure. So when I was building Schedule Talk, I wanted to help the small business owner who, wanted to, who, who may not be in the financial position to hire someone, but still wants to delegate some of the tasks so they can focus more on growing the business. And Schedule Talk can handle everything from automating job scheduling to simplifying quoting and invoicing. So you're not having to do all that stuff manually. But the special part about Schedule Talk versus different business software solutions is you're not having to change all your current processes or all your current uh, existing software that you use in your business. So an example of that would be Let's say in your business, you're using something like Google Calendar or Outlook Calendar. But if you want to use software solution A and they don't integrate with that, you're going to be posed with two different scenarios. You're either going to have to move all of that data over to your new software solution, or you're going to have to work through both your calendar and that new software solution until that software solution A is caught up. And Schedule Talk. I built Schedule Talk to be incredibly simple to get started. And to do that, it has to integrate with the things that you already use. So when you get started with Schedule Talk, we connect to your calendar. So all of those existing jobs that you had before you found Schedule Talk will move with you when you begin using it. So you're not having to spend that one, two, maybe even three hours moving data from one point to the next. Okay, so so once the calendar is you know migrated into Schedule Talk or it's mirrored inside of Schedule Talk, what yep. can I use Schedule Talk to do? Give me like a practical scenario. We got Bob the the lawnmower guy. What does Bob do with Schedule Talk? Sure. So the biggest example that I give is let's say Bob is out in the field and he's working with a client already. Typically, to schedule that job, they a customer would have to pick up the phone and call Bob. But Bob's out in the field working with the customer already. So what is he going to do there? He's going to take his attention away from customer A, or is he going to let the call go to voicemail and continue focusing with that customer? At my, the scheduling software side of things, 
automate that so Bob isn't having to pick up a phone. The customer can just go through their personal scheduling page, their online scheduling page, and schedule the job without ever calling Bob. So he can focus on the first customer that he's dealing with, and he can continue getting new customers without even picking up a phone, responding to an email. So in addition, when you connect your calendar, it gives us some extra functionality. We can send automated reminders. We can read your calendar. We can update events, delete events. We can manage everything without you even having to touch your Google or Outlook calendar. So there's a few little tidbits that just simplify everything when taking jobs or appointments within your business. Okay. And it has some other features. I'm just scrolling through your website and just like totally nerding out because this is so crazy that you built all this. Yeah. Um, but it does invoicing as well. So maybe a smaller company that doesn't have a full big team or a huge CRM or anything, they, they can start invoicing and keep all that organized in this as well, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. What other types of things does it do? So the biggest things are automating scheduling, simplifying invoicing, simplifying quoting, and then customer management. So those are the big four things within Schedule Talk. And it really like is said, like wanted... a CRM, right? Yep. It's a CRM. It's yep. like a, wanted... a mini CRM. Yep. And I wanted to keep it extremely simple. And it was more tailored to the small businesses who may not need a bucket load of features. It's those basic things that you're going to need when running a business. Uh, but I don't want to overload it where it gets too complex and you end up watching one, two, or three videos just to figure out how to implement it in your business. So have you been moving slow on the sales and marketing side of this because you're you're just yes. kind of overthinking it or you're nervous or, or have you put it out there and it's just not resonating yet or maybe your messaging's not there? What What's the situation with that? I don't know. I think it's a mix of things. So when I first got started with uh, Facebook ads, I never really stuck with a niche or a target market. So I never really could get that messaging down that would resonate with other people. So it was a mix of that. And then, like I said, this whole thing was a learning experience. And it's like, I did read those 44 books, but it's a whole different thing when you're actually getting in there and actually doing it. Oh yeah. So <laughs> that's true. <laughs> so it, it, it's a learning experience. I, at first, when I first got started, I totally underestimated the difficulty of building a software product and then getting people using it. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I did too. I did the same. I have a software company. I don't know how much you know about me, but um, hardest thing I ever did. Hardest thing. And what, what happens, even really with any business, is we have a if I build it, they will come mentality in the beginning. Like, oh, this yep. thing exists, so now I'll be successful. And you could have the coolest, most amazing product that cures cancer or does some crazy yep. thing. But if no one knows about it, it doesn't do any good. And so that's when you kind of get smacked upside the head with reality. Like, oh, I have to go sell this stuff now. Yep. <laughs> so, yep. Oh, but that's that's my superpower, Riley. I love that stuff. I'd love to, you know, uh, go through this and help you or add value to you in any way I can for free just to help you get your messaging down because you do have a great product. It's really, really, really cool. Um, what's the pricing on it? What's your monetization strategy? Yep. So at first when I was just doing the scheduling side of things, it was completely free. And 
it actually, if you just want to handle scheduling, it is still completely free. But if you want to get into the whole business side of things where it's doing scheduling, invoicing, quoting, customer management, other things like that, that's when it gets into the business plan, which I call it, which is nine ninety seven a month. And that'll provide all those features to help you run your small business. So ten bucks a month, right? Or just under. Yep. Yep. Screaming deal, everybody listening. Screaming deal on Schedule Talk. <laughs> Just go to ScheduleTalk.com and give Riley all of your money to further his education. But you know what I think a huge thing will happen for you next, Riley, is if we can get, we need to get some users just so you can watch what they do and how they engage yep. and interact with the product. You know, we, we're launching a, no, a new software product right now called Automate Motivate. And it's an employee gamification program. It's very simple. It's very powerful and fun. But what it is is Bob, the lawnmower guy, he has five people that work for him, let's say. And so those employees, when they clock in on time, they touch a button in the mobile app and they get points. When they fill out their paperwork right, they get points. When they upsell a, a hedge trimming job to Mrs. Jones, they get points. When they're cleaning out their truck, they get points. So they're getting points doing stuff. And then they can redeem yep. the points for rewards inside the app. It's really, really cool. But what I did different this time that I'm super thankful I did was before we even wrote one line of code, uh, I recruited 100 businesses to sign up. Now, these are paying customers, but they signed up for a monthly subscription before we even wrote any code. And then okay. as we were developing it, I put them all in a private Facebook group and I was interacting with them. So sharing the roadmap, sharing ideas. Should the button go here? Should we build this first or should we build this first? And it's been a really, really awesome way to do it. And then now we just opened up another 200 spots and we have people coming in. Um, the reason I did that is because with my other software company, Send Jim, I spent so much money and time building all kinds of stuff. And then after the fact, realized, oh, like, People don't even care about that. <laughs> or yeah, <laughs> or they used it in a way that I never would have thought. Like, wait, why are you doing it like that? that? You're breaking it. Stop it. Like the intuitive way that customers think is different than what we think. Yeah. So I don't know. What's the plan going forward? Do you have a financial goal? Do you have a subscription goal? Is this your, is this your launch? Is this you getting out in the world when you finally come on the podcast and telling people about it? What's your plan? Yeah, so to be completely honest, I at this point I don't really have a financial goal with Schedule Talk. Right now, I've kind of shrank my goal down to just figuring out how to get those first 10 users, and that's been the challenge. So, and that's come from a lot of trying to figure out what medium this market that I'm wanting to target, where are they? And then figuring out how do I get a good quality lead or a good quality user that would help me along to figure out how do I actually build this thing? What's actually important when it comes to adding features? I have plenty of feature ideas, but the question is, would they actually want it? So I think the main goal that I have for Schedule Talk is just finding those first 10 people and then I'll go from there in the long-term goals, mm -hmm, whether mm -hmm. they be financial, user goals, whatever. I just think it's amazing that you're doing this at your age. It's craziness, Riley. It's uh, it's pretty inspiring. And there's a lot of people listening to this that are twice your age or more than that. 
and they really haven't went for it. You know, they haven't done the hard things that they know they need to do. They haven't put in those equivalent eight to 10 hours of coding for you, but for them it might mean building systems or freshening up their knowledge on whatever, or just really just doing the hard stuff to, to give themselves a chance at something great. You've done that. I think getting 10 customers is a nothing burger. We can do that all day long, man. Um, I think your story has to be a part of it. The one thing I'm looking at when I'm looking at your site is that your story is amazing. Not to you, because you're you, but to me, yeah. um, how do we incorporate the story, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and that's also been a question mark for both me and my dad and some of the marketing team at Service Autopilot uh, were, who have kind of been helping me along here. It's The question is, do I say that I'm 17 in, let's say, an About Us page on Schedule Talk, or would that turn people away that a 17-year-old's running this product? Is it really even a high-quality product? Should I risk it? So that's that's the biggest question when creating an About Us or going on the going on my YouTube channel and getting in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. So that's the biggest question mark when it comes to really exposing the story on that end. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, it's interesting. I'd love to totally nerd out and just give you massive ideas and business consulting for free and help you because uh, you can do this and you could crush it. It's a valuable product. It's solving a real problem. It is perfect for the right person. Uh, you just need to define that and then have fun and go for it. And what's crazy yeah. is that um, <laughs> you're going to have to go just as hard on the sales and marketing, if not harder, as you did on those eight to 10 hour days of slinging code, right? <laughs> it's yeah. going to be a yeah. whole thing. Yeah. What would you say to a young person who's listening to this or maybe maybe some of the parents are like forcing their kids to listen to this now, like be like Riley. Why aren't you like Riley? (laughs) What would you say to them about thinking bigger, uh, not waiting until they're a quote unquote adult to go for stuff, thinking outside the box. I mean, what would you do to inspire or encourage someone your age to that? It's worth going down a road like this. Yeah. So what I've always told myself is that now is the time to fail. If you want to experiment and find what you love doing. You you have the pleasure of, for most people, having the pleasure of your parents being able to help you out, whether it be buying the products to, if you're a service business, or buying the training courses, if you want to learn developing or software development. You have, you have that little backup plan if things don't go right now, whether if you wait when you have a family and you're having to support all of your kids, your family, or your wife, whatever it be, you, you have that little backup plan if you start now. And the biggest thing, if you want to get started, is find what you love doing. And like I said earlier, you have to find that thing that you love if you're really going to push through the really difficult scenarios, whether that be a customer going out and completely blowing up your brand or whatever it is, you have to find something that you love to really push through those difficult situations. I think that's great advice, man. Um, before I let you go, tell us a little bit about the uh, auto detailing business that you did. I mean, that that's a little simpler, right? You see a dirty car, you yep. can clean it. This is the price. Are you in or out, right? Uh, what yep. got you started in that and what kind of results did you 
get from that? Is that what kind of financed this stuff? Yep. So my auto detailing business originated because I, for a long time and still do, love cars. So that seemed like a pretty fitting business to go into when I was 13 or 14. And the auto detailing side of things was more to fund my first car or, and then any of the extra funds would go to funding schedule talk and figuring out what to do there. So the detailing business didn't go for a whole long while before I really switched to software. But in that time, I had really focused on the Facebook side. So our neighborhood has a Facebook page where you can post things that you're wanting to sell, post different comments, and then you can also advertise a local business if you live in the neighborhood. So that's how I got my initial customers. My mom posted something in that Facebook group, and then the people that needing it needed a car or needed their car washed would message her, and I'd go to their home and detail their car there. It, it was a full detail. I'd wash it, do the interior, wax the car, do the rims. I did everything. It took me about six or seven hours to clean one car. So it wasn't exactly scalable when I was doing it on my own. Um, what did you it charge? Was enjoyable. What did you charge for a car? I'm curious. So I only had one detailing plan. If I held it, if I kept going on the detailing business, I was going to break it up into three plans. I don't remember exactly what they were. But the plan that I charged was the entire detail, and it was a hundred dollars a car. Mm. So screaming deal for a hundred bucks. Yep. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, what what else can you do when you're 13 to even generate that type of capital, right? Yep. Yeah. Amazing. That was definitely what helped me get my first car and pay for it. So, so I'm going to give you a chance here at the end of this podcast, Riley, to put on your sales and marketing hat. And I'm going to ask you to pitch the audience on why Schedule Talk is the greatest thing in the universe for X type of person in X scenario of business. Whoever your avatar is, speak directly to that person and sell it, right? Are you ready? Yep. You want some prep time? Drum roll. Because I'll tell you a secret. People can't get excited about your product unless you're excited about your product. So when you're yep. selling, bring the fire. You ready? Here we go. Let's yep. get our 10 customers right now in one shot. <laughs> Riley, who is Schedule Talk for and why should they buy it? Go ahead. So I built Schedule Talk for the people in the small business, in the service industry. And if you're having a problem where you're buried with phone calls, scheduling appointments, scheduling jobs, and you're tired of wasting time invoicing through a spreadsheet, creating the quotes with the spreadsheet, and just at the end of the day, wasting your customer's time because you don't have the efficient processes in place to get it done, Schedule Talk is for you. Schedule Talk will automate every aspect of your business so you can get going faster, so you can focus on the important things in your business if you want to grow faster. So Schedule Talk will do everything. Schedule Talk will automate your scheduling, invoicing, quoting. It will manage your customer accounts for you so you can focus on what's important in your business. So if you're wanting to try Schedule Talk, head over to ScheduleTalk.com. And we have a 30-day free trial. It, you don't have to enter in your credit card. There's no commitment. 
If schedule talk isn't for you, that's fine. It wasn't built for everybody. But if you are the person that could use schedule talk, it could really change your business. So take it from me. It could really help. So that was a quick. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> what are you talking about? Holy cow. Riley, you're so talented. It's amazing. I'm going to do my version of it where I won't be as nice. Okay. If you are a small business doing less than $100,000 a year in revenue, if your life is chaos, if you've told your wife you're going to take a vacation and you never do because you're always broke and you never have money, if your truck is covered in sticky notes, if your kids are saying, where's daddy, and you're out working and you can't figure out the model and you're spinning your wheels, you have to have systems. You have to have structure. You don't have it now, but you're going to have it because ScheduleTalk.com is here to set you free. This is a done-for-you-in-a-box system to set you free, to move the needle for you. Now, unless you want to stay in that pit of despair forever and die a miserable, horrible death, you have to sign up for Schedule Talk because it's going to make you more money, it's going to save you time, and your wife is going to love you more. Go over and get a 30-day free trial from Schedule Talk. Not only is it an incredible software product that solves real problems that you're having right now, it was built by Riley. And Riley is a hyper-ambitious 17-year-old with a wicked smart brain, and he has obsessed over every detail. And if you don't do it, you can't be my friend anymore. Go to ScheduleTalk.com, get a free trial, log in, and give Riley all of your money. Riley, I'm very impressed. You did not disappoint. You got any closing thoughts before I let you go? Nothing in regards to me, but Josh, I really appreciate you having me on. I know it took a while to get me on, but I really appreciate it. It's all good, brother. It's just the beginning. Look forward to getting to know you more. And if you need any help at all, I'm here for you. And uh, advice, help, coaching, counseling, crying, whatever it is. You're a fellow entrepreneur. I'm with you, buddy. Uh, Have a great rest of your week. And thanks for your time, Riley. Yeah, thanks. You too. Hey, thanks for hanging out, friends. And from all of us here at the Quick Talk Podcast team, we hope you love today's show. We hope that you were inspired to become a doer and not just a listener. Apply what you've heard today in your own business and watch things change for the better. Lastly, remember that all the money in the world can't save your soul. Seek first the kingdom of God, my friends. We'll see you next time. For more information about the Quick Talk Podcast or Joshua's other businesses, visit our website, quicktalkpodcast.com. Have a blessed day.